0: Welcome to the Thrive Podcast, the place where you will get to know inspiring real-life women who dare to do the uncommon. They embrace who they are in their life's purpose, and most importantly, they thrive because of it. I am Olga Mueller, a personal success coach and speaker, passionate traveler, and unshakable believer that everyone deserves to live a life they love without ever having to feel guilty about it. Each week, I will introduce you to powerhouse women from all around the world to show you that you can create a fulfilling life you love, no matter the circumstances, personal history, or topic. Me and my fellow ladies are here to bust your fears, your feelings of guilt and shame, and boost your confidence to a whole new level where you are finally able to see that I can do it too. Get ready to dare, embrace, and thrive unapologetically with us. Let's do this. Welcome to a new episode of the Thrive Podcast. Today I have a very interesting lady with me. Her name is Lydia Isabel de Leon. And Lydia is a Greek architect and wellness coach who focuses on the relationship between buildings and health and well-being. Uh, She holds a PhD in physiology where she investigates the effect of geophysical anomalies on biology and has been published in peer-reviewed journals and conferences. For over 15 years she has now been researching the relation between ancient temples and their location. She's the creator of Healing Architecture and co-founder of the Geophilia Institute. And Lydia says that all of this knowledge and experience has allowed her to heal herself from an autoimmune situation and manifest her dream man at a time when no one was giving her hope. So welcome to the Thrive Podcast, Lydia. I'm so excited to have you with us.
1: Oh, thank you so much for inviting me. I'm
0: thrilled to be here. Yeah, and um, you know, I'm so happy that you're here because you have... You're working on such a fascinating topic where, I mean, I've never heard anyone work on that, like this combination of architecture, geophysics, healing, well-being. So can you actually tell us a little bit more of what it is exactly that you're doing and what your work actually focuses on? Yes,
1: so basically I started my journey with architecture. So I did my my degree in architecture like 5 years in the diploma and uh, before that I was always looking at uh, why are temples built in specific places? Why some people like claim to heal in temples? Mm-hmm. And what is this relation, possible relation from ancient times that People were building in such a specific way and they were putting time and effort to design with geometry and find the perfect spot for something. Mm-hmm. And this is a knowledge that has been lost. And I started when I was very young, just looking at any book that was available at the time. But uh, the truth is I was never fulfilled because I have like a side that loves science and loves math and loves physics and mm-hmm. I loves all these things. And then I started with spirituality around 1819 with meditation and different paths. Mm-hmm. So that side of me was also very intrigued, how these two things can, can fit together. So that was like uh, my starting point, and it has been a lifelong quest. I mean, it's a life path. Um, So, after the architecture degree, I studied sustainability, so how buildings can be designed in a way that they are responsive to the climate and the materials, natural materials, and things like that. Um, But still, I was not satisfied, let's say. So, I was still looking at uh, this power of location, you know, why maybe some people can get sick through living in a specific place and Other people claim to have longevity. Uh, And there are things like the five blue zones, I don't know if you've heard about that. Mm. There are places around the planet, five places, one of them actually is in Greece, Mm. uh, in an island in Nicaria, the other ones are Okinawa, Japan and Costa Rica and California Mm -hmm. and uh, Sardinia. So what is it for these places that makes people live longer? That's Mm. one question. Mm -hmm and uh, why people visited temples and they put so much effort and energy and money to build them. So these were burning questions that I had. And that led me into researching deeply into the PhD that I did later, um, how all these things are related with the aspect of location. Meanwhile, before that time, um, there was a time of my life that I really, let's say, lost everything. I was in a long relationship. I was living in UK. I had the life that I was dreaming. Um, I kind of lost everything. I came back to Greece. Let's say my life fell apart in all possible levels. I yeah. was a point that I really lost everything. And I kind of fell into depression. So at that time, I moved into a new apartment that I wouldn't have imagined at that time how much more it would cost my health. Why? Because there were many factors, right? In, in health, when it comes to health, it's never one thing, it's a combination of things. And after one point, our body has a threshold and it cannot manage more things. Yeah. So I was already with some depression. I was already uh, having some like physical reactions and symptoms. And then I added into that mix uh, a, a place that was not healthy. Why? First of all, it was a new build, which means that everything had just been installed. And that means, for example, there was synthetic wood in there and that emits formaldehyde. So that's a carcinogen and that is linked to autoimmune thyroid by itself. There are peer-reviewed papers that say that, but we don't know about these things because they're not still into the mainstream. Mm. So there was that aspect. Then it was that I was sleeping in a bed that had metal, like the mattress had springs. Yeah. And what that does is it functions as, as an antenna. Mm-hmm. So, whatever electromagnetic field there is, it just amplifies it. Like, antennas that we use everywhere for radio, they're always made of metal. Yeah. So, any antenna that you have in your bed will just magnify whatever that is. And I actually measured it some years later where I became conscious doing some trainings, in um, international trainings on building biology and other things like that. I measured myself, my body voltage on my bed. Yeah. And what that shows is that my body was taking the electromagnetic field that was in the mattress, because our body is very conductive. Mm-hmm. So it just channels all this radiation to make it very simple. So your body voltage has to be zero when you're sleeping. Otherwise, the studies show that you develop disease. But that was another factor. So it was a series of factors also that had to do with colors and shapes that I was using because later I studied Chinese medicine and feng shui so putting all these things into the mix plus my own uh, personal emotional situation a year later I found myself having horrible symptoms that I had no idea where they were coming from so I had all day like um, no energy completely crashed. I was mm-hmm. on the couch I remember and I, I couldn't wait I couldn't sit up like no 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 energy. And then I had uh, bowel, like uh, diarrhea problems, I had pain, I had swelling in my neck, which I had no idea of like, what related to the thyroid. I had hot flashes, oh, all sorts of symptoms, but I was in a complete like um, chaos because I had no idea. So later I started reading more and more about natural healing and hormones and thyroid, anything that I find. I started doing training, like more professional training. But it was all for me, you know. I had to heal myself. I never took drugs. I, so I took a big
0: And how long have you been in this, like, let's say, state of, uh, well, not well-being, let's call it like that. Like, I don't want to say suffering, but really, like, the the problems with with health how
1: long my symptoms lasted, yeah that's what you mean so it was uh, around five years wow. until i got myself to start relieving my my system and the reason is that there was no uh at that time that was many many years ago there was no clear information on autoimmune there was no clear things or thyroid and what to follow so i was just completely experimenting on myself. I remember I was just taking anything I could feel kind of resonance with, like everything natural, of course, but herbs, supplements. I was mixing things. I was trying different nutrition protocols. And uh, at the time, I also hadn't worked yet on um, changing my my environment, mm-hmm. my apartment. Mm-hmm. So it was until the time that I did three things that everything clicked. And I... I in, in Three months of what I did, I started feeling 80, 80% better, let's say. Wow. And the three things were, yes, it, three months. After five years, in three months, I started feeling better. Oh my so God. I, I changed so many things in my apartment uh, regarding the bed that I said. I put uh, harmonizing things for radiation. I um, changed things in the arrangement and colors and other things. Mm-hmm. And uh, I also put like a air filtering system so I wouldn't have to breathe all this formaldehyde for example Mm -hmm. and I did so many remedies then I worked with my emotional and spiritual things so I started actively again because I had stopped for some time going into myself going in meditation starting to let's say work with my the way that I saw myself the way Mm -hmm. I talked to myself
2: Mm -hmm. I
1: caught myself talking, talking my inner talk in a very harsh way So that's a lot of self-aggression. So I work with all these things uh, systematically. And then third, I targeted specific um, things that had to do with hormones. And uh, I I tweaked my hormones in a very healthy way. It's a thing called uh, estrogen dominance, if you've heard about Mm -hmm. that. And also other things that had to do with the thyroid, but very targeted. Because I did a lot of research and some trainings. And these three things... Uh, made me like feel uh myself again let's say, and I started feeling better and better and better, so my antibodies went down, uh all my markers almost went to normal slowly wow um, it has been a, a very deep healing journey since then
0: it's really like i mean it 's not only mind, body, and soul but really like you said the environment and um I know we oftentimes like, underestimate actually our environment, not only the place where we live, but also the people we surround ourselves with and what effect those, those things can have on us.
1: Yes, it's so important. I don't know if you've heard about Bruce, Bruce Lipton, Yes. Uh, epigenetics.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So why I'm bringing that up is because his research, and I have, I have actually met with him and talked about what I do, but he's wow. such an amazing person yes uh basically what he proved is if you put three cells three uh, same cells in three different dishes let's say and you put a different liquid in there mm-hmm. which means a different environment the cells react and turn out to be a different kind of cell yes. so he proved that the health of the cells depends not on the dna and the genes depends on the environment so that by itself it proves Imagine like architecture and your building is like your liquid. Mm. So we we spend 90% of our time in buildings, right? So yes. it's our liquid environment of that dish that you put cells in. In biology, it's the same thing. So the information we receive in a, in a, in a more, let's say, uh, subtle level mm-hmm. and also the information we receive from a chemical level, from the materials and the finishes and the furniture, all these things can trigger uh, and turn on and off genes, yeah. basically, according to the genetics. So it's super important. And also there are things that are uh, in, a, in another layer, like the geometry of our space and the colors, because colors are related to different frequencies. Um, we react to different frequencies in a different way. Mm. So all these things are our environment. And also, of course, as you said, the outer environment, of course, if we live in a very polluted place in a central center of a city, that can affect us as well. Yeah. And the outer environment, our, our circle of friends, our family, this kind of environment. And going back to the blue zones, what I said before, uh, if you look at Dan Dieter, who is the researcher, the main researcher, he came down. From all the factors that make longevity, he said, the number one, if I have to put a number one, yeah. it's the environment, he said. The environment where we live, mm. very clearly. So that was another, let's say, scientific research that shows the power of the environment.
0: And so for you, I mean, in your, let's say, coming a little bit back to your uh, it's called a professional path so when you started out and you said oh um, you know I want to become an architect that's what you initially started out with what was actually the support or the reaction of your environment were they supportive or uh, were they saying like Lydia I, I imagine like my, my parents who are many Many parents that I know, it's like, why, Olga, why don't you want, why don't you try maybe a job in like, you know, business or engineering or a doctor or something like that, you know? So how has actually that been for you?
1: Well, I remember since I was at least seven years old that I, I love to draw plants and rearrange things in the plant. Mm-hmm. I was very young and I remember I was just playing with plants. Uh, my father is a civil engineer, so mm-hmm. he was involved in the building industry. I don't know if that really played a role in my decision or not. Maybe it has. But when I decided I want to be an architect, I actually didn't want anything else. So mm. I didn't apply to any other school. I just applied to five architecture schools and that was it. In that part, I had support and uh, it's considered like a, a mixture of art and science. And I... I was very good in artistic and design things, and I also loved science. So it was a really good choice. So in that aspect, I had support. But later, let's say, going deeper into this more esoteric part of architecture and uh, uh, this healing architecture that I started to do and my PhD research, I would say my parents were very... mm, (laughs) 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 Were very... uh, Skeptical? Skeptical, yes. And... uh, they were um, they were not really supported, and they were kind of uh, doubting, like, yeah. "What I am going to do? Is it going to be successful? Who is going to want to do that?" Yeah. Um, and I had to struggle a lot with that because uh, I have to say I'm an only child, mm. so you can imagine all the attention and the focus is in yeah. only. There is nobody else around. <laughs> so,
0: it's like, the- Lydia, I- we put all our hopes on you, and now you yeah. go for this. <laughs> Yeah. Woo-woo stuff.
1: And in Greece, I don't know. I mean, in, in what you have lived, but in Greece, at least, uh, parents and families pay a lot of money uh, for education. Mm. So even if there are people that don't have almost any money, they will always find a way through a loan or whatever it is to give education. So yeah, okay. imagine investing in yeah. your child a lot for their education, and then okay, they're coming up with this concept of healing architecture and doing all these kind of weird research on temples and (laughs) geophysics. Imagine that I I just uh, got my graduation uh, for my PhD just actually two weeks ago.
0: Wow, congratulations. Thank you so much. Um,
1: um, My father is kind of still, I mean, he was happy with the graduation and proud and everything, but he's still asking me, so what exactly is it that you decide to do. And how does that apply to architecture? He still <laughs> doesn't get it. It's a very strange subject for someone that has been in structural engineering. Yeah. So it has not been the easiest path, let's say.
0: And so how, how, <laughs> did, you, how did you deal with that? I mean, for you yourself, to not get discouraged yes, well, or to not say, you know, maybe they're right or, you know, following through on what it is that you really love.
1: Yes. Well, I I think it's, I have such a strong passion for this subject and it just fills my heart and my soul and my spirit in every level. And when I do this work, for example, when I help a person transform their, their place and then their life changes, because I've seen that again and again and again, even if... I'm not designing a new building, just mm-hmm. rearranging and remodeling a place. It's such a profound change that for me, it's, it's my fulfillment. Mm. It's, this is my true payment, you know, in terms of uh, my, my emotional and my spiritual world. So that was, I guess, what kept me going. Um, mm. uh, I'm still getting criticism. I'm still getting judgment. And there are times that I. it's not like I doubt myself mm-hmm. uh, in terms of should I be doing that? But um, there is a lot of uh, discouragement, like, oh, I would really love to feel supported in that, like like empowered by my own family. But of course, my family has supported me in so many things in life. Mm -hmm. And if they don't get that, it's okay. Uh, I have tons of soul family, let's say, that supports Mm -hmm. me. Plus, my husband does exactly the same thing. He meets psychology and architecture so when we when we came together and we mixed all these things it was it was really amazing for me. It really empowered me to go deeper
0: into this path and when was when would you say was that moment where you actually you know when it actually clicked for you that those things like architecture geophysics um you know your mind well being all is like connected really and influences each other was it when you really uh let's say um, healed yourself or got yourself better in just three months after suffering for five years? Or what was it at a different point of time? Like When was that click moment where you were like, oh my God?
1: Well, I think it was not just a single moment. Let's say it was gradual because at the time that I was uh, so in, in balance, let's say, yeah. to avoid the term uh, I was really unbalanced, let's say, during that time, this time really uh, pressed me to go within myself. And it was a, a path of self-discovery and also discovery of, of all these things. So I, I started with Chinese medicine, I started studying hormones, I started more in sacred, sacred geometry, I studied more about temples. And gradually I realized through reading so much, I have to tell you, I was like, imagine a person in in a cave, Mm -hmm. completely shut out of the world because I was in pain, um, emotional, physical pain. So I didn't have a lot of interaction, but I was in my initiation process. So I was Mm. reading and reading and practicing things and experimenting on myself. So gradually it's like, all these things are one. Of course they're one. Mm -hmm. Like the building affects us and the materials affect us and our inner self-talk affects us. And if we're not on our mission, that affects us, affects our happiness and what we eat. And, you know, it was, it was a gradual understanding how all these things are mixed. And, mm. and if we really want to, um, let's say, succeed in life and feel fulfilled, I, I really feel that these things creating what we call inner and outer space harmonics in geophilia is the most important. Harmonic environment and harmonic inner environment. And when you mix these two, uh, that makes uh, an amazing journey in
0: life. Mm. That is fantastic. And so, um, what are actually, if you compare your life, let's say before, maybe even in London and then after, uh, or UK, and then after you move back to Greece to how it is now, you know, what would be the things that most drastically changed for you in in your habits in you know how you're living but also in how you are feeling with that
1: well I can say that I feel the happiest I have been in my life mm-hmm. I, I feel super excited to be alive even though I have my crush moments like everybody yeah. but The big difference I can see in myself is that I can go through challenges and difficulties and transform them far easier and faster. Mm -hmm. I remember in the past it would take me a very long time, for example, emotionally when things triggered me. So that's a big change. Also, my nutrition has changed dramatically, so I have let go things of my nutrition. I have upgraded things the best I can Mm -hmm. for myself, and of course, that's not like a like a, let's say, non-changeable thing, routine, I go with what my body needs, so uh, I can have new things in my nutrition if I feel my body needs it, or I can let go, you Mm -hmm. know? So it's like a a more liquid uh, thing in my life. And, of course, uh, I feel that I have manifested a lot of things that I really wanted, Mm -hmm. uh, like this relationship that I have with my husband, Arturo, Mm -hmm. And also doing the work that I love, which is so important for me. Like, I think that thing, we we really don't realize it in our modern lives because we we struggle just to survive. Mm -hmm. But if we really want to thrive and feel fulfilled, I think to be able to offer to people what you're meant to do, what is your gift, is one Mm -hmm. of the most important things in life. I would even put it more than nutrition or herbs or... Uh, anything else because it's it's what occupies our everyday life for for most of our day
0: and i love that you just said this um because i mean this is the ultimate goal of let's say of my mission of this podcast to really you know like show stories like yours and really encourage people uh, to to take that step towards you know living their passion and sharing it with the world and not you know uh, settle for something unsatisfying that makes maybe other people happy or you know understand it better. So what would be um what would be maybe your advice for people? who maybe they know their passion right but they think you know I can't make a living off of it because it's such a weird random thing that I don't think (laughs) anybody will ever you know be interested in actually paying money for it because I feel like um, let's say the combination of what it is that you're doing I think many people would say you know oh my god you know how is she actually you you know living off of it so what would be like your your advice for those people who are holding back because they don't see the value of, let's say, their passion or purpose?
1: Yes, that's such a beautiful question. First of all, I think it's super important that somebody knows what they're here to do. And that that's uh, a path of, of self-realization. And there are ways to see that through charts and through uh, different things. But let's say... If somebody already knows and they're just doubting, mm-hmm. I, I really recommend to start changing your belief systems because we have, this is also the work of Bruce Lipton, like we have subconscious beliefs, we have our subconscious programs, and if we don't change that, even if we think we believe different, the programs, the subconscious programs, we still uh, basically function in our everyday life and and moderate 90 percent of what is happening in our life so i would say if you really have that belief system that this is not going to work start tapping there is a, a way to tap and start with positive affirmations every day until you rewrite this program in your subconscious mm. so i would say that's a very powerful tool but yes. it needs to be done every day religiously mm. and every time you, you catch yourself with a negative affirmation like i'm never going to make it i used to have that million you cannot imagine how much but slowly i realized that the more i'm conscious of my thoughts and my beliefs the more i can start rewriting them and transforming them even on the spot Mm -hmm. so i would say if you catch yourself on the moment of saying that to yourself uh just transform it instantly to the opposite Mm -hmm. like start infusing your everyday life with all the positive belief systems. Mm -hmm. It sounds maybe super easy and maybe people will say, really just thinking or believing it will make it happen. It's not just that, but if you don't believe it, it will never happen. It's just that simple. So you're blocking any opportunities that will make it happen. That
2: is true. So the
1: first step is your belief systems. Mm -hmm. And the second step is, um, I truly believe that we are put here In the universe with a specific purpose and nothing in the universe is created randomly Mm -hmm. I truly believe that and I've seen that in my life uh, being um, let's say proven one and again and again and again so I really believe if we're here to do something specific and and that's our talent that's our gift that's our unique um, purpose that nobody else has in the world the way we can do it
0: yeah
1: we wouldn't be given that gift to share it with the world and not being able to succeed with that. Mm. There is there is no logic, just basic logic in that. So there is, of course, a plan that we are, we are meant to offer our gift to the world and be happy, healthy and wealthy in all levels. Mm. So this is a very important thing. And I really believe that these things cannot really happen in our lives, all of them together, unless we are on our mission. We can maybe get wealthy, but we, we will be unhappy and unhealthy maybe. Yeah. You know, we can never have all these things together unless we go through our mission. I love that. And uh, another thing is that, of course, it doesn't mean it can happen in one day. And of course, it means we can get challenged and tested. I can I can say I'm still tested in my life for the path that I have chosen. And, and I have said no to opportunities that in the past could have brought me more money or more comfort or Mm -hmm. less risk and I was sometimes it brought me to an inner conflict Mm -hmm. for example when Greece got in this crisis two years ago it was such a tough time to 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 go out and say no I'm not going to do whatever job because I want to do my purpose and mission you know it sounded like okay maybe I'm not grounded or I am you know flying in my dream world but I, going back to these times that I've said no, I feel today so um, so fulfilled and so sure that I made the right decision. So you, I think you need to just make it your religion in a healthy way. Mm. Like my religion is my own path, and I will I will keep fighting for it until I succeed. And I believe there is. Uh, There is this book of Napoleon Hill that is about success, and this has influenced me a lot in my life. So I I will not stop trying until I succeed. And you will always succeed. It doesn't matter how many times you have failed. I've I've heard people's stories that tried a hundred times to publish something or to go into a movie and they were ejected two hundred times three hundred times and at the end it was a huge success. Yeah. So there will always be a success if you're doing what you're meant to do. It's just for me, it's just
2: basic physics of the universe.
0: Yeah, and I think I think the most important part of let's say of it of the like of the start. Is uh, for people to really, you know, just start. Like, take the first, like I always say, take the first tiny step. It doesn't matter how small it is, but take it because then once you've taken it, even though you were scared or afraid or doubting, then you will, you know, you will get a feedback, you will get a result, and then you can take the next step and just do like those tiny, tiny steps, but, you know, advance, like move forward. And so in those in those moments when you mentioned like uh, you would have had uh, opportunities to maybe go into a different direction where you would have gotten maybe paid better in that moment so what gave you the let's say self assurance or yeah this um centeredness to really say, or groundedness to really say you know what it's it's like very tempting but I'm not going to do it
1: well the truth is that I felt one part of me had the clarity that this is just a challenge to prove mm. how much you want to be in your path.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So do you I want to go this. the easy way and betray your path and betray your own self? Mm-hmm. It felt like that to me. Like if I go this way, yes, I can get maybe a lot of money and I can be more comfortable, but I'm betraying myself. Mm. It's, it's, it was exactly like that. So I felt like this is the one thing I cannot do like betray myself and betray my my, my identity and, and why I'm here at the end and if I do that it means that I will completely write a different path in my life and it will take me elsewhere far away from my path.
2: Mm. Uh,
1: the times that I've been away from my path and feeling like I'm lost at this time that I was saying before that I was depressed and it was the only time in my life that I felt so lost mm-hmm. I, I didn't have any clarity to what to do what to choose and why I'm here for it has been the worst time of my life mm. the, the worst emotions the worst feelings so I say keeping keeping the faith of of why you're here for and, and not betraying God is, is what really kept me going in these times.
0: And what do you say has, you know, helped you um, when, in that moment when you were struggling with the de- depression and you felt like completely lost? What was what were the things that helped you get back on track or find your way back to the path that you're meant for?
1: Yes. Well, what I did is that I, for example, went to some other people for help. So I went to do this chart that I mentioned before that I now do for people mm-hmm. that is looking at your, at your uh, let's say, mission and purpose and where you're coming from from the past. Mm-hmm. That gave me very clear answers. And all I had to do is decide if I want to trust it or not. And then I went to a second person and a third, like three different pathways. The second was like a constellation, a systemic constellation. And the third one was another type of healing. So I asked for help. Mm. I think at the moment that we are lost, we need someone to mirror us, to mirror a situation and to, to help us find where we're meant to be. And uh, it, by coincidence, if there is any coincidence, because I don't really believe that, all <laughs> three people told me the same thing. I was like, it's so clear. Like, my message is clear what I need to do. And mm. um, this, is, this is my path. So this helped me tremendously. But I had to take the risk to decide to trust these people, basically. Mm, yes. So that was one thing. The second thing was reading tons of books and articles and things that gave me answers. I think information mm. nowadays is a very powerful tool. Yes. And it's so abundant. We don't even go need to go and buy a book anymore. I mean, if you just start Googling on the Internet, there's yeah. millions of things that can help us go through what we're going through. And for me, the Internet has been an amazing, uh, valuable uh, friend and support, if used in a healthy way.
0: Yeah, for me too.
1: Yes, I really love it. And I love also connecting with people. I, I That was a, a third parameter, connecting with people from all around the world and talking to them and sharing experiences in, in groups or in,
2: mm-hmm.
1: in, in, in a training that I did, which was about, you know, self-empowering and healing things. So I connected with our people and we supported each other. So support, like a tribe, you know, like a soul tribe, mm-hmm. people with similar issues or people that have gone through these issues and can give you feedback.
0: Yeah, that is so important. I mean, we we met, we talked about it earlier or touched upon it like this is the power of the environment really or a, a part of it, right? But uh the people in your life and um the energy that they bring to you, this is just huge. Yes. And so Absolutely. Um how how then has your business journey really started out? Like what was the moment um when you actually said, you know, I I mean I'm having all those degrees right and um and I and I'm doing the research and um probably you've been you've been working f- for somebody um but when was the moment when you said you know I'm going solo like I want to pursue this on my way
1: Well I never worked for anyone, uh, apart from one one year that I was working in London in a sustainability firm, and I loved what I did. Mm -hmm. So when I came back to Greece, I started working by myself and some collaborations with my father, but I was not doing what I I loved to do. I was just doing uh, normal architectural design without Mm -hmm. any other uh, property and quality, let's say. So it was at the time when I... I remember I I completed my Chinese medicine and feng shui and a few other trainings. And uh, I just put together healing architecture. I just had this inner guidance to do that, like to put all these different parameters uh, that I considered important for my healing and my environment uh, and to be able to offer that. So it was just a, a... like an inner inner vision and an inner guidance that mm-hmm. led me to do. And I, I just uh, made my first website and uh, I, I had no idea how it's going to work because it, it's not like I'm living in a place that is super international at that time, mm-hmm. uh, in Athens, and people are not so open at that time. It was a few years ago uh, that, you know, people were not very... Um, let's say, familiar with these things. And yeah. slowly it has opened more and more. So it was a big challenge, let's say,
2: mm-hmm. to do that
1: in, in a city that is not uh, so open with uh, these kind of uh, uh, aspects of healing, let's say.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but something inside of me was very strong. It just It's, it's what i meant to do, and actually I don't care how it's going to go. So, one of the things that I've mm. learned for manifesting something, and I, I have, it has come to me again and again, it's when you really want to succeed in something in your life, uh, you have to want it with all your heart and your soul and your spirit.
2: Mm-hmm. Number
1: two, you have to be willing to do anything and everything for it. And number three, you mm. have to let it go and not expect anything. Mm. So, <laughs> I was, let's say, it's very tough. I'm not saying it's an easy thing. And I have struggled with the last part, of course, mm-hmm. <laughs> many times having failures and not receiving what I wanted to receive as a result and as doubting myself and feeling like letting go. But it's that strength of this inner voice saying, but this is what I'm meant to do. And I cannot betray that.
0: And yeah, I mean, th- th- this is like really some powerful stuff, you guys, that, like Lydia is mentioning here, um, because now I feel like this, let's say this topic of manifestation or manifesting and um, things around that is becoming like so... Uh, popular maybe even mainstream people are like oh how can i quickly do that you know how can i quickly manifest one thousand dollars or something like that and then i'm <laughs> always you know thinking to myself this is not what it's like about in it's like in my perspective right it's not just about yes. creating yes. like quick cash or something like that um no. By <laughs> but um how how can or what do you feel um is, is the power of manifesting for you? Like, what does it actually mean for you?
1: Um, well, the three things that I said before, I think it's super important. So first of all, you have to have like a burning passion. Mm-hmm. If you don't have a burning passion for something, then there is no point in manifesting it. If you're just liking something and, oh, maybe I could do that, mm. just forget it. Mm-hmm. Uh manifestation comes from something that you really have a burning desire, like from 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 the depths of your being that you want it with your body and your heart and your soul. Mm-hmm. So I think that's super important. And the second part is being ready to do everything about it. Uh I think that's just uh, I mean in a healthy in a healthy boundary, yeah. right? I'm not saying like uh hearting people for that, but Meaning to overcome your own comfort zone and get mm-hmm. out of your comfort zone to achieve what you want, and we we will be asked to do that in life many times if we really want to go for our for our mission and for our dreams. Yeah, and I can attest to that. I, I I've been challenged again and again, and I'm still being challenged for 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 following the path that I love. Yeah, and the third part is very important because if we are constantly with our mind saying oh but i want it i really want it and i did this and i did that but nothing is happening so come on universe where is my where is my result it's never going to work like that with greed we Mm. have to respect the synchronicities of of the world and the universe and trust have a very deep trust that Whatever is really meant to be and is for our best, for, mm-hmm. for our, our good and for the good of the, the world will happen exactly at the perfect time when it's meant to be. Hmm. So if you need to let go of the expectation and have a very deep trust in yourself and in the in the world and in the universe and in the magic of synchronicity. And so how how is... um, for me also yeah. Sorry, no, I just wanted to add something yeah, because go you ahead. Mentioned about the power of manifestation. I think it really starts, the starting point is with the vision. So you need to start first envisioning what you want. And that can be with a vision board or just envisioning it every day inside of or drawing it. I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you relate. Every person is different. But so you start with a vision and you create it in the invisible world first. And you stick to it until you see it manifesting in your real world. That's that's how it works mm. from 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 the information world to the material world.
0: And so, how has y- your business journey then manifested? So you you had a vision, and uh, then you 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 let it go. And so, how did it turn out?
1: Well, um, let's say I.
0: I always
1: had this burning passion to work in the field of more holistic architecture mm-hmm. and the more mystical side of architecture, the one that you can go in a room and just feel already healed or or find peace of mind or, mm-hmm. or, or heal your heart or, or just feel this transcendental feeling. So that has always been something that I dreamed of and I never stopped envisioning that I, I brought it into my visions daily and then also I wrote a lot about how I want to live my business so I wrote all my goals very clearly the more clear you are from what you ask from the universe imagine there is a waiter of the universe coming and says mm-hmm. hello miss how what would you like to order what food yeah. and if you don't know and you're like maybe this, maybe that, maybe I want the salad, but I don't know what I want in the salad. They will bring you whatever. Mm. So the more you have clarity what you want, the more this can come into your reality more specifically. So I wrote down everything again and again, and I refined and I made it more clear, exactly what I want to live in my business world. So that was another part. And then of course, taking action. So taking massive action. Uh, going online, doing websites, um, putting myself out—any any action that I could find—and some actions didn't bring any result, mm. and some did. But it it always kept me going because I had my vision there. My vision was always the one that was pushing me towards the next step.
0: And so, from a business point of view, what would be or what are some of the maybe um, some of the advice that you can give to people who are actually working in a very niche market um, on how how to go about their business or some things that can help them you know uh, push their growth. Yes.
1: Well, I think the most important in business, in, in the question that you asked me, but also in life, mm-hmm. is to become more who we treat, truly are every day.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Not to copy anyone, not to change ourselves because of whatever people are saying, uh, just to become more our, our true identity. And the more we are in that, and we channel that in any way possible, in what we say, what we write, in the way we we, we make our website, that is what is going to draw people there because you, you just shine your, your truth and people love that always. We always love when somebody's authentic mm-hmm. and original. So I think that's the number one thing for any business and especially when, when you're doing something, let's say, with a more narrow market. Yeah. Uh, the more you, you stick to your, to your truth and your identity and you express that and you show up. You show up every day no matter what the response is. At some point, you will just uh, open open your market, find your people, and there are people there are waiting for you. So all you have to do is find a way to communicate your truth mm. and 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 uh, let's say invite these people that are looking for exactly what you're what you're offering.
0: I love that so what do, what would you say have been the toughest learnings for you that you had to make throughout the business journey and um well, getting, let's say, to the point where you can really st- say, like, I feel like I'm really thriving. Yeah.
1: Well, um, I think one of the toughest thing is um, not giving up. Yeah. I think this, this comes again and again. But there are times that maybe you don't have uh, money to pay your rent or yeah. There are difficult times. And uh I really feel when you when you stick to what you're supposed to do, and that doesn't mean that maybe for some time you have a side job or whatever. I'm not saying that just stay in your place and pray for, mm-hmm. for results. Sometimes maybe we just need to do some things that we don't like so much, but it's with perspective that we're doing it to build our purpose. It's not that we're doing that, uh, leaving our mission and leaving what we're meant to do because we have not had success yet. So, I think that's an, important, um, that's an important part. And it's something that we, a lot of us get challenged uh, when we're doing something different from a very commercial, uh, let's say, business. So, I think that part is something that has been a big challenge in my life. And uh, the only way to overcome it is just believe in yourself and what you're meant to do mm-hmm. and trust. Trust comes again and again. The more you trust, uh, the more the more things will flow. And oh, I always mean trust in a grounded way, right? I'm not meaning like um, just having completely uh, out of the out of the ground uh, ideas and belief systems that uh, will never manifest. It's always a mixture of. of Opening for possibilities through your belief and your trust and taking the action mm. you you always have to blame these two yeah um so I think that that's one of the most important challenges
0: mm. and um so if there would be like one message that you could or or one belief that you could let's say replace in uh many women's lives out there. Um, what would that be for you or what would be the message that you would like every woman to know um,
1: you have immense power to heal yourself transform yourself become sure who, who you are really meant to be and offer your gift in the world and manifest all the dream life that you ever wanted mm-hmm. you have the power
0: That's beautiful, and I truly believe that too. Like I think we underestimate ourselves so often of what we're capable of, um, and always like focusing on our defects or so-called weaknesses or whatever instead of really, you know, I feel like sometimes we just lack um, taking the time to just to just look back on what you've accomplished uh, today or yes. this week, or this year yeah. so far. For me, um, I've been doing this exercise like um, the beginning of the year, and I thought like, oh yeah, last year, you know, it was okay, but I felt like I didn't do much. And then when you when you actually write it down and you really reflect and take your time, you're like, yes. wow, oh my God, I actually did like tons of things. <laughs> and um, we, we forget so easily. Um, but when you yes. really uh, make... Your, let's say your, your achievements or your accomplishments transparent to yourself. I think that always gives you like a little boost of that power and confidence um, and self-belief that we need.
1: Yes, I, I have done the same exercise many times and I have struggled also with self-confidence many yeah. times, uh, including my business and mm-hmm. other things. So I think that exercise is very powerful and I was just about to say the same thing mm. uh, in a different way, that if you're someone that struggles with confidence and because our mind is always, um, let's say, in that frequency of what is lacking, yeah, what is lacking in myself, what is lacking in life, It's just so easy for our mind to go there. Mm. We have to train our mind to see what we have and not what we don't have. And there is a phrase from uh, one of uh, my favorite teachers that say, focus on your strengths and your weaknesses will start transforming. So we all have weaknesses. It's okay. It's just how human nature are. But if we start, um, let's say, cultivating more on strengths and focusing on our strengths, this is what will make the game change and to to do that you need to be able to know what your strengths are yeah. so there are many ways to do that through personal charts through the strengths finder books through, through quizzes through asking your friends that really know you and this thing i think it's so crucial yes. and once you know you can just write it down what am i good at what mm. i'm really good at and It doesn't matter if it's business related or not it's yeah. just important to know your talents and from there you focus on that and you say okay i will use this and this and this and from there i will start uh transforming my weaknesses it will just happen like in- immediately from one to the other
0: yeah i think and i think like this is this is also one let's say myth that um we're being let's say injected in to our mind is like uh, yeah, work on your weaknesses or, you know, like, no, like, seriously, nobody gives a shit about your weaknesses. You need to work on your strengths, because this is what makes you great. And so who cares if you're maybe not so organized, you can, you can hire somebody who helps you with that. If, exactly. If your strength is, you know, bringing people together or, or motivating them, or, you know, you're great at design or whatever, focus on that. Exactly. I I couldn't
1: agree more in
0: that. (laughs) And so um, one thing that I always uh, like to, um, let's say, close off, I call it the three nuggets of wisdom. And so what would be like three pieces of wisdom that you would like to to pass to your six-year-old self um, if you knew that, you know, this could impact the course (laughs) of her life and uh, really help her in pursuing... Mm pursuing the life that would fulfill her? What would those three things be?
1: Wow, that's a really amazing question. Um, I think the first thing that applies to me a lot is don't take things so seriously. Don't take things so heavily. Anything can change and anything can be transformed. And Don't stay there thinking and overthinking about the situation so heavily. So that, that has been a, a, a thing that I wish I, I would have told myself earlier mm-hmm. and I could have applied earlier. Um, another thing is be yourself even if you are not accepted, even if you're uh, judged or criticized by your environment. I think a lot of us struggle in a very young age to yes. Fit in, you know, and and by far I was not a kid that was was uh, easy to fit in. But I I really did anything I could. I didn't let myself free to to be who I was at the early age. It took me a very long time to just let myself free to be more myself. So I think that's a very important thing. And mm-hmm. um, number three is. Transform all your darkest times and all your hopeless times to wisdom and means to succeed. Because there is tons of gifts in any difficult time. Hmm.
0: Beautiful. I think those are re- three really like powerful and fantastic points. That not only would serve your six year old self, but <laughs> any other six year old <laughs> self, really. And um, yeah, so I mean, you have shared like so much, you know, wisdom with us today. I really loved it. So, you know, where can people find you if they, you know, got curious and really want to work with you? So,
1: um, we have developed with uh, Arturo, my husband, uh, two. Uh, two main projects that are linked. Mm-hmm. So one is uh, the Geophilia Institute, which is uh, geophilia.org. Mm-hmm. And uh, we work with people to help them transform their environment or build and design a new building or their house, whatever that can be. Um, and we can, at the same time, work with the inner world. So uh, in terms of psychology and uh, the spiritual level and also the physical level. So it can be a, the, the design of the building or the transformation of your of your environment can be at the same time uh, a challenge or an opportunity for inner work and inner healing. So we have developed that system that can be done together. Mm-hmm. And if someone is not interested in, in the space, in the design of space, we just do Personal coaching, and we have developed a system which is called Pentatonia. Mm-hmm. That's Pentatonia.com, and we work in five levels uh, for healing. So that's vital, physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual. And mm-hmm. um, we we take different parts of these together with Arturo according to what is needed in every every person.
0: Awesome. So girls, um, go check out Lydia's projects at the geophilia institute and the uh, pentathonia.com i i really loved our our session today uh like i said i feel like you have brought so much you know wisdom to us and i hope that people really um you know took it in and just let it sink in and think about it so lydia thank you so much for being here with us today Thank you so much for tuning into the Thrive Podcast and spending your precious time with us. If you found this episode valuable and think that others could benefit from it too, please share it with your network, friends, and family. I would also be forever grateful if you could go over to iTunes and leave us an honest review about the show. And if you have a comment, question, or topic that you would like to see covered on the show, go to algamuller.com slash Thrive podcast. So see you next week, girl. And until then, don't forget that you were meant to thrive.